Jingle Jangle. What is and Future Boys? Another Ed Gain Duster has brought with it a new lesson with the school for why would not? I am not your host, Toby DePaula. No, you are the host, Kirsten. And you are the producer, Toby DePaula? No, I think you are still producer. Yeah, I'm, I'm a guest. Oh, so I have to be everything? Yeah. And our co host, Black Cola and Megan Chipotilla. For this episode, we are taking a trip and getting some fresh air in the small town of Gravity Falls, Oregon. So once you get your tinfoil hats on, class will be in session. I am one for tinfoil hats. Take off your hat. I don't have one, but I like them in spirit. Okay. Gravity Falls was released in 2012 and finished up in 2016, mm-hmm. but it's only made up of two seasons. Depends. Well, the first, like, official season was all, like, it came out week after week. And then after that, it was just released whenever an episode was finished. Yeah. But for some reason, iTunes decided to make it four seasons. Yeah, the Australian version has four. It's just broken up with the seasons. Why would they do that, though? They do that shit with a lot of shows for us. Because it means that they can get more money. Mm. Oh, this is a weird one. Um, basically, Gravity Falls is a Disney cartoon. I think it finished up on Disney XD. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how Disney would have been like, yeah, this is a good idea. Yeah, me Put either. it on one of my stuff. Because I wouldn't have if I were Disney. <laughs> I'd give it to Cartoon Network or something. It does. Yeah, it does yeah. taste like a Cartoon Network show. Yeah. No, because now they've got Star vs. the Evil Forces and Future Worm and... Future Worm doesn't belong on anything, it's bad. Exactly. So, Gravity Falls follows the summer vacation of twins Dipper and Mabel while they work at their great uncle Stan's mystery shack. Um, Throughout the series, they stumble upon mysteries, conspiracies, monsters, and basically just the qualms of growing up. Yeah. Because this is their last summer as not teens. Yeah. They turn 13 at the end. They become the boys. They become the big boys. Yeah. Um, so, Dipper is voiced by Joan Ritter, mm-hmm. and his sister is Mabel. His sister, who is Mabel, is voiced by Christian Shaw. Who you'll recognise because her voice is not, um, it's like, it's iconic, but not, it's recognisable as fuck, is what I'm thinking of. <laughs> um, Grunkle Stan, mm-hmm. or Great Uncle Stan, is voiced by J.K. Simmons, who Toby only, yeah. Yeah. Who Toby only just realised is Commissioner Gordon. No, so I didn't realise it was that voice actor doing it. Okay. That's kind of exactly what she just said, Toby. Yeah. Wait, are you not... Yeah? No, I'm listening. Why are you angry at me already? No. I'm reading in my book. And when did Corduroy is voiced by Linda Cardinale? Who is that, Toby? See, I definitely didn't pick this voice when I was doing research. It's uh, Valma from the Scooby-Doo live-action movies. Yeah. Hopefully the prequel ones. Oh. We also... <laughs> she, she is also married to Hawkeye in the Avengers. Ah. You know yeah. when they go to yeah. the home, like the Hawkeye Age homestead and yeah, he's got yeah. his partner up? That's ah. the same lady. Oh, wow. I was like, hey, superhero. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, you're like a good actress if you're in a bunch of shit and no one even notices that you're in it. Yeah. Um, She's disguised good. And then you have Alex Hirsch. Is that how you say his name? I say Hirsch. Hirsch. It, it looks more complicated than it is, I think. Okay. Alex Hirsch, um, who wrote the show, directs the show, voices, voices half most the cast. of the cast. Lived the show, literally. Created all the code and stuff in it. I don't think all the boring. It's it's pretty literal. No. 
So no big cool Illuminati monster comes and fights him with his no, he uncle. Just he probably went on wanted a shit that to holiday happen. With his sister. Why would you want that to happen ever? The apocalypse if, if is happening bored, on this little bit. Okay, hang on. If you're a bored kid hanging out with like your parents' stuffy great aunts and uncles, I go on an in adventure. like a nowhere town with no Wi-Fi, no TV, no internet, you'd mm-hmm. be like. Please, world, end now. I'm done. That couldn't have been the case, though, because he wouldn't have made, like, a. It's all kind of to do with his childhood. He wouldn't make the great uncle cool if in real life he hated going there. I think he hated it. I think he was just bored as shit. Well, then why is the uncle cool if he doesn't like hanging out with him? I don't know, man. I didn't know the dude. We're not good pals. We don't know him. Well, yeah, yes. it is. Not, don't know your pretty story much yet. Probably. Based on his, like, growing up, because he is a twin. Yeah. He did spend his summer vacations in Oregon, with, like, his, gr- was it Granty? Yeah, yeah, it was. Because she named herself his, Granty. No, it was oh. called. No, it was a Granty. Grunty, Grunty,ちゃんと。しかし、the this is the thing that she looks like all the time. She's just kind of like different. Yeah, he was like, I don't want her to wear the same outfit every single episode. He was like, so in as many episodes as we could, we'd change what she was wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and his sister always wanted a pig. So he gave Mabel a pig. <laughs> I love that pig. It's a good pig. It, it was really cool until we were watching like a fact video about it. And one of the, I think it was an artist on the show, she, her family used to have a pig named Waddles when they were growing up, mm. which is where they got the name from. Hmm. But her family used to kill the pig every Christmas. Oh. So they raised like 18 pigs, all named Waddles, but they ate all of them. Yeah. That's a bit sad. So it reminds me of that dude who kept moving the turtle that Toby told me about. Yeah, I was there's like an old dude in the 1920s who gave his friend a, a small turtle as a, as a present and every day the turtle would get like he would grow quite a bit and then at a certain point he started shrinking and he after about button. yeah after about 10 years he admitted that he'd been switching the tortoises out this entire time just to be a dick and yes. That's the best prank ever. <laughs> it is pretty <laughs> That's dedication, I like it. Um, so, as we said, Alex ends up voicing quite a few characters throughout the series. Here's the voice of Seuss, Old Man McGucket, Bill Cipher, and Stan. You want to explain some of those dudes? Yeah, there you go. We can explain those dudes. Uh, you got... wait till we go. Who is, who is Seuss? Yeah, I was going to start with Seuss. He's, uh... Oh, he's hard to describe. He's a big, weird, round man. With more teeth. He's the he's the handyman at the uh, at the mystery shack where they live slash work during the show. And he he can't yeah he kind of looks like a fat ferret. Yeah, I guess, I guess is how I would describe it. Uh, how would you describe old man McGucket? He is exactly every crazy old man who lives in a junkyard you've ever seen in cartoons or film. However, it turns out he's really smart. Yes, there are secrets in there. Um, who is Stan? Uh, Stan Pines is their, is their great uncle, and he's like a skeevy old con man who just kind of washed up and ended up in this town. But he has secrets. And he's been to jail a lot of times. Yes. And does a lot of shady back deals. Like a what was it? Pug trafficking. Yep. Uh, and we'll we'll get into um. Bill Cipher. Later on. 
because he's fun. Um, so prior to working on Gravity Falls, Alex, um, his primary inspiration was like The Simpsons because when he was watching it, he realized that animation could be funnier than live action and that animation didn't have to be just for kids, that it could be like st- satirical and satirical. observational <laughs> um, and grounded in like character interactions rather than just being like a one gag thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was like, when he was writing Gravity Falls or like any of his other characters, he's very big on like focusing on how the characters interact with each other and how like one character affects the next one's like decisions and things like that. And I think you can see that in Gravity Falls because it's a lot of like, um, you know, everything has like a domino effect. Mm. Like because one character does something, something else happens. Yeah. So the show breaks very drastically in two parts. There's the coming of age family sort of feelings part of the show. And then there's the uh the spooky tinfoil hat, nothing's what it seems, everything's an illusion stuff that I watch it for. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um he, in the in episode one, Dipper, who would I, I'd say is my main character, he finds a a mysterious journal, and it's got secrets in it, and it pretty much comes the entire show pretty much spawns from that point. There's some stuff in there about zombies and gnomes, and there's is that no, why the gnomes are there? Yeah, and the gnomes immediately try to kidnap his twin sister to make a. They say a queen. Well, they 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 say they say a queen or a wife, but I'm under the impression she's a breeding stock well, for these gnomes. Who are all I don't men. think that's what Disney had in mind. I'm sure they didn't have it in mind. I'm sure it was written that way though. Basically, the way to play it is, Dipper is rushing to grow up and wants to grab onto any like adult thing that he finds, mm. whereas Mabel's like. I want sparkles and candy and, you know, every childish thing you can ever see. Mm. And that's, like, because they're the two opposites, it's this constant, like, pull between them of staying young Mm. and growing up. Mm. So it fits really well. Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of coming-of-age drama strewn about the place, the whole show. So as Toby was saying, in the first episode, um, basically we established like it's very, it's very one's piloty. growing up and one's staying young. Hmm. Because Mabel is like she doesn't care about anything but finding a summer romance. While Dipper is like she's dating a zombie. Oh. Like yeah, she's having her boy face. Oh, yeah. No. She, she's like so set on having a summer romance that that's all she cares about. Not do they like ever actually do that? Because I, I know about she one lots dude, of people. but it's weird, and I don't know if he's a kid or not. Uh, all right. So you got the big pile of gnomes in a jacket. You've got Gideon, who's in, well, an integral villain of the show. After that, it's you've got a merman. You've got the merman. Yeah, merman's good. You've got the public guy. Oh, yep. I can't remember what his name is. Yeah, there's... Every few episodes, there is a lot of interest that usually is fucking weird. Except for in the second season. Why is that? Because that's when all of the, like, end of the world oh, stuff goes think, on. Oh, you don't think the dude making out with the puppet counts as a weird love interest? Um... <laughs> moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I basically only wrote notes on, like every other thing but um you also have like they go out on like Stan organized for them to like go out in a boating like expedition because that's what everyone does on summer and it completely backfires on him because everyone's just interested in either finding a love or finding sea monsters yeah <laughs> um 
the next one that I think is pretty important is like um, the fourth episode, The Hand That Rocks the Mabel. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is where we meet the child psychic, little Gideon. And Gideon becomes obsessed with Mabel, but Stan like hates him because he's like the other mystery person in the town. He's the so, he's, he's like a psychic or a, but he plays it like a big, one of those big like singing Catholic church dudes. Oh, and okay. then he wears a weird blue suit. Yeah. Okay. Um, but like because he's the other like mystic in the town, like a lot of the mystery shacks clientele go to him instead mm. so Stan's like I don't like him anymore mm. um, and Dipper just is trying to get him away from Mabel because he's like you're a creepy little kid and I don't like you at all is he mm. even a kid? See, we don't it's know. never like d- alright this show is built on so many conspiracy theories it's, it's wonderful and they're all done on purpose to fuck with viewers like myself but Gideon has a weird trait that he calls he calls Stan by his brother's name, so he doesn't realize that they've uh, they've swapped places. But he's also the only child that has this many fingers. He has the he has five, five fingers, which is a trait that only the adults in the show have. Sorry. that's weird. It's, there's a lot of like. You know how everyone yells about how the genie's the salesman in Aladdin because they have the same amount of fingers. It's a bad argument with Gideon being. I thought it was more because they're like the same dude. No, that doesn't help. Um, Um. There's a lot of like conspiracy theories out there that they trapped Gideon into a child's body or like made him a young person again. Mm. And that's why. Gideon's not really like. There's Mabel and Dipper. And I wouldn't put Gideon in the same time sort of thing of a kid's name. Yeah. So. Yeah, but that's like there's a lot of things like they never come out and say he's not a kid, mm. but like he behaves in a way that you're like you're obviously not. Okay. Yeah, he also went to adult prison. Right. Yeah, they he went probably to adult only prison. don't say that because he's in love with one of the young characters. Yeah, but at the same time, I think they leave stuff vague just to fuck with conspiracy cartoon viewers. Mm. My least favourite part of puberty is when you grow your new fingers. Oh, that that would hurt. It'd be a painful, sad process. Um, and then we may try and make watch Inconveniency. Mm-hmm. Which is where Dipper lies about his age to hang oh, out like with Wendy and the friends. Yeah. And not even on all yeah, the men in shop. Yeah. Mm. I like that episode. It's good. And then he dances like a little lamb. See, those are the episodes I gravitate towards in every cartoon where it doesn't really affect any overarching plot. It's just like a one-and-done kind of shenanigans episode. Those are the ones that I tend to always prefer. There's no commitment. I can just Toby's mind is too small for plots. Well, I don't have time for that shit. That's the thing about, like, Gravity Falls. There's no real strong, like, A-B plot. There's the overarching, this is, like, we're trying the season, to the apocalypse. The plot. It seems but to just be that generic thing that everything seems to be now, where the plot is only apparent in the last couple episodes. Yeah, build like up how you know when quietly until the end. When Brooklyn Nine-Nine's near the end of the season, you know because the episodes link up yeah. and there's a plot going on. Yeah. Another one is Double Dipper. Oh, that's that's probably one of my favourite episodes. Yeah, that, that's a crap place that one. Um, you haven't explained his stupid origin of his stupid name. Dipper. This is the episode that reveals it. His Double Dipper. Wow. Um, he's. he's so Stan na- throws a party at the Mystery Shack uh-huh. in order to make more money from the town. Um, and when he sends Dipper upstairs to make copies of like the flyer. Dipper realizes that the old photocopier makes clones, not copies. Tis a haunted. Mm. I think it's because he like he leans on it and it photocopies his arm. Yeah. And then when it prints out, like the arm like comes to life and is like running around the room. And he's like, um, the heck? Mm. Yeah. Um. Well, then he starts cloning himself. 
Because he wants to impress Wendy. Yeah. Um, um, and it's revealed that he's named Dipper after his, the birthmark on his head, which is shaped like the Big Dipper. Like, like a Harry Potter. It doesn't look like a birthmark. It's very dotty. No, well, okay. Again, comes from Alex's yeah. childhood. Go on. There was a kid in his school who had really bad acne. Mm. And when he was boarding class, he would, like, draw constellations between the kid's pimples. He would do that to the kid, or the kid yeah. would do it to himself? No, no, Alex would do that to the kid. That's horrible. I don't know whether he actually, like, drew or, like, just stared at him and tried to, like, link Either way, up. that's fucking awful. Yeah. And at one point, the kid had a dipper on his head. Mm. And he was like, <laughs> that's funny. Don't watch this show, you're promoting bullying. Um, and his real name is not ever it, it's one of those left vague just to piss people off kind of things yeah. it might it, be Mason it might be we don't know I'm looking at um, but so while Dipper is like spends the entire episode trying to woo Wendy we're introduced to Pacifica Northwest who is like the oh. overly rich entitled Goody goody of the town. Yeah. Um, we 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 all know a human like that. It's that character. And basically, they're trying to win like the crown for the party queen. Mm. So they have to like have a karaoke battle, and then I think they've got to have like a dance battle or something. Yeah, who's the party king or queen? Yeah. And Pacifica ends up being. Mabel's rival for like the rest of the summer. Um, basically. Yeah. Um. There's another weird conspiracy thing out of that episode where there's about ten dippers by the end of that episode, and two of them steal a bike, and from they're never seen again, and they don't get killed off like the other clones. And in the final credits of the show, you see them still living in the woods. They've just been left out there. Oh, no. Got a little campsite and stuff that happened. How did they get paper jammed? Because... Oh, paper jammed if it's great. So he makes... Is it seven or eight? I think it's eight. I think it's eight. So the first one that comes out, they name Tyrone. Mm. And he's like... He sticks with Dipper the whole way through, and it's basically Dipper just talking to himself, literally. Um, when they're coming through, the paper gets stuck, mm. and one of the Dippers comes out like... I don't even know how to, like... Well, the paper jams, he comes out all gimpy and goes... <laughs> Yeah. And, and they feel and bad like, for him, so they like carry him around, like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's good, come, come, come here. He's not doing it's okay. well. Yeah, yeah, and then, like... It's like, okay, you go and do this, you go and do that, you go and do this. He goes, yeah, yeah, okay, it's okay, it's okay. Um, But Robbie, who is, ends up being Wendy's boyfriend for a little bit, Mm. they're trying to, like, get rid of him because he's at the party as well. Mm. So he sends three and four off to go and steal um, his bike. And so they go and take the bike and they run off into the woods and we never see them again. Oh. Well, number three and four. However, if they get wet, they die because they're paper. So they just kind of like... Yeah. So if it rains... Alright, I don't, I don't want to cut you off too bad, but as you're doing this, I'm going through the, uh, the journal replica, which was a bitch to find. And I'm... At a certain point, the book that happens in the episodes is finished and it starts getting updated by Dipper and I'm reading the the clone stuff here Yeah. and 3 and 4 had a big scheme to, they're hiding in the closet when they're writing this and they're gonna they're gonna destroy Dipper Classic and take his place and have, they've got a rotating schedule to live their lives and then it gets updated with a different colour pen. It's like, I came in and found them, and they were like, you'll never guess, and they ran off into the woods. Oh. And off they go. Um, so skipping to the end of episode, uh, season one, mm-hmm. by American Sounds. Yeah. You have Land Before Swine, 
which is Mabel goes out to get like a baby character so that she can have waddles with her all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Grunkle Stan goes and throws him outside and he gets snatched by a pterodactyl. Sorry. And it is a pterodactyl, not a pterodactyl. Because Zeus thinks that he knows everything and he's like, no, there's a P before it, so it's pterodactyl. Wow. Um, that's like one of the only episodes that Dipper and Zeus don't get along. Because Dip is like, no, this is like Kinda the big of break, and like I don't want to, like you just ruin everything, and like they manage to get a photo of the pterodactyl, but Zeus opens the door, and he's like, oh, I got snacks. Actually, I ate all the snacks. Yeah, it's ruined the uh, the red room thing that photos do. Yeah, because it's like the old um, when you like dip the photographs into liquid and like hang them out to dry oh yeah yeah, um, yeah i get you yeah. but so they go down into the cave where the, the pterodactyl takes waddle yeah um and it turns out there's a bunch of um dinosaurs and stuff down there that they're all encased in sap and because it's so hot this summer it's melting the sap and they're all coming back to life um and so, like, they have to work out all their issues and, like, come back together. So. And, al- and also, Old Man McGucket's there. Because they're, they're going to go find the, the... They're following the pterodactyl to the entrance of the cavern. And it's in, like, an abandoned church. And they go in there and he's just in there playing his spoons. Oh. And it's like, the darndest thing happened. Fuck, a dinosaur just ran past. He went down that hole there. And then he just tagged along after that. What? He's old. Yes. He's he is old. very old. Yeah. Um, and then you have Dreamscapers and Gideon Rises to yeah. round up what was almost the only season of Gravity Falls. Yeah, the big two part. Um, and this is where we first learn anything about Bill Cipher. Yeah. His do, do you want to talk about Bill Cipher? He's like your favourite character. He's, he's great. He looks like the Illuminati triangle or the all-seeing eye, but he's, he's a fancy. He's got a nice top hat on and, and a bow tie. And like the arms and legs. Yeah, he's good. They've just kind of like whacked the the President Peanut outfit and limbs onto the all-seeing eye. And that's literally what the character is. Um, um, yeah, go on. And he gets brought up because um, Gideon... It turns out Gideon has the second journal. Is it the second oh. or the first? I think yeah, it's the he second. has book two. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to... He uses Bill Cipher to try and get into Stan's safe to get the um, documentation for the mystery shack. Yeah. Because that's, like, the book tells him that he needs to be able to get access to, like, there because there's something magical about it and then we have two episodes of Dipper, Mabel, Stan and Seuss trying to beat Gideon and Bill Cipher yeah it's, it's a good it's a good two-parter and it is I always refer to it as the one time in a Disney cartoon where a kid starts to like bleed from orifices due to a head injury yeah. I can't think of the time that happened. Wizards of Waverly Place is a pussy show. Maybe. Or maybe it's the real deal. Nah, I watched it later. Um, and then you go to season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any standout episodes from season two? Uh, a few. It's, it's a lot stronger of a continuity in season two well you've got and it's got a lot more um like every episode has a guest in it but season two definitely have like they've got mark hamill yeah um, into the bunker is one of my favorites into the bunker has mark hamill as yeah. the shapeshifter yeah that is a gruesome character to be putting in a children's cartoon it's terrifying i love it it's great um the episode directly after that is golf war which is the first um, one I ever watched. Pacifica and Mabel are having like a pop-up golf challenge. 
and Dipper and Mabel discover that the golf balls are actually all like alive and yeah. Once the once the golf ball goes into the uh, into the attraction, it's met by the Lily Puttians and their little golf ball monsters that live in all attractions in all mini golf courses. Yeah. They're good. They're, they're and they've got, you've got like Patton Oswald, Frank Palanado, um, Nathan Fillier is in there. Um, Jim Cummings has a voice part. Like, it's a pretty star-studded episode. People wanted really. to get involved in the show after season one went the way it did. <coughs> Do you want to talk about soft, soft opera? I feel like you got it. It's one of the important episodes before the big sort of apocalyptic event. Um, Mabel becomes interested in a crush who, um, Gabe Benson, who does a sock puppet performance at the library. Yep. And she lies to him and tells him that she's got this big sock opera that she's doing. Yep. And meanwhile, Dip has got the laptop of whoever wrote the journals because his entire show arc is trying to figure out who that person yeah who wrote the book and um he's got so long with the laptop before it just system resets and in desperation he teams up with uh bill cipher to get the code which is just a body possession thing yeah and it's, it's good body possession he gets thrown down some stairs and he smashes. slams his hand in a in the kitchen drawer. drawer. Yeah. Um, Seuss and the Real Girl, if you're interested in Five Nights at Freddy's, basically watch that episode. Yeah. Little Gift Shop of Horrors is another really good one. It's just... It's very much in the vein of, um, like, a Christmas... No, not Christmas. The Halloween episodes of Simpsons. Yeah, it's a little shop of... There's, like, a bunch of different little stories that make up that episode. One where Waddles becomes a super genius voiced by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Actual super genius. Okay. He's that... He's the black dude who's, like, smarter than Bill Nye the Science Guy. What does he do? He just walks around being smarter than everyone. I'm not sure what his gimmick is either. Okay. Um... And Claydate's a good one in that episode. That's where we find oh, out Mabel's yeah. afraid of claymation. And yeah, she has to end one. up like fighting a bunch of claymation monsters. And yeah, then you've got Society of the Blind Eye, which is when we found out that Old Man McGucket's actually really intelligent. Yeah, he just drove himself insane trying to forget all the secrets and stuff. Like, he ends up becoming too overwhelmed with everything that, like, goes on in Gravity Falls. So he invents a machine to wipe his own brain. And that's why he's nuts now. He's just done it so many times that he's just, like, a vegetable brain. Hey. Um, and that's why no one else in the town knows about, like, gnomes or zombies or anything. Because if they ever see anything... This society goes and captures them and wipes their brain. Yeah. So that's why no one's like freaking out about living in the town or anything. Hey, whoa, well, makes you think. Yeah, and then the town is uh, on the decaying ruins of a UFO as well, which is part of the reason why everyone's so fucking weird. That's like a magnet. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about Northwest Mansion Mystery? Yeah, I like the, oh no, my notes, oh no, well, I don't know do for that one. Dungeons and more Dungeons? I prefer the mystery one. Okay. It's one of my favourite episodes. Do that and then we'll get into the ending. Alright, so um, in this episode, there's going to be like the big annual fucking whatever rich people have, shindigs, parties, soirees, I think is what I'm looking for. Um, meh, at at the um, Pacific and Northwest's family mansion. And it's got a poltergeist. So what they do is they call Dipper because they know he's into that shit. And he's going to come sort it out. And there's this uh, this great Disney children show scene where all the deer heads in the hunting room 
become alive, start screaming and bleeding. Wow. Wow. Awesome child stuff. And and this ghost forms, it comes out of the fireplace as a burning black skeleton and then flesh forms over the top of him. And he's voiced by Bender. I forget his name in the episode. But um, he's got like a big axe like lodged in his head. And he's he's still around because the villagers agreed to build this mansion if they were allowed to sort of come and go just the same as the owners. And once they finished it, the rich people were like, oh, fuck off. And then he's like, well, I'm going to haunt it until, until the people are allowed in again. And after Dipper finds out that sort of that they've just used him to get rid of it and not do anything good about it, he just kind of lets the dude back out and it backfires and starts like burning the place down and turning everyone into wood. Hmm. It's a very gruesome and fun episode. Yeah, this isn't... It's the, like, 12-year-olds. Yeah. It's not like a little kid show. Hmm. It's like those pre-teeny... That said, I, I, there's a lot of like really little kids getting into like Five Nights at Freddy's, so maybe this is True. little kid territory these days. Five maybe. Nights at Freddy's is just jump scares. Like yeah. all those examples Toby just gave are actually fucked up, if you think about it. Um, it could be a jump scare of like a cute little puppy. Yeah, jump scares are so they're cheap. Yeah, they're they're so cheap and like I don't like them not because they don't scare me. I'm just they just eye roll me so bad. Yeah. There, there's a theory in here the go- the ghost's name isn't said, but there he might be Archibald Courtroy, Wendy's great 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 grandfather. Did we watch Last Man Before last night? Yeah, yeah. I, I came home and was watching the scene where Mabel beats the shit out of a unicorn, so yeah, <laughs> say so. Okay. Um, so in that episode, we find out that Bill and Ford have been working together to design the portal before Bill got, like, uh, Ford got sucked in and, like, sent off to another dimension for 30 years. Yeah. Um, and Dipper's, like, quickly trying to find a way to seal off the interdimensional rift that was created so that Bill can't take over the world. All the meantime, Mabel is trying to track down a unicorn and steal its hair so that they can do this, like, spell to save the mystery shack. Yeah. Um, and the unicorn, like, screws her around and they're like, oh, you're not pure of heart, you're not a nice person, you can't do it. And then... Like at the end, after she's like, "Oh, I don't know what I can do," um, they come out and they're like, "What are you talking about? Just give it to her." Like, yeah, yeah. T- it turns out are you trying to scam this one again? Like, come on, stop it! Just give it to her. Yeah, it's, it's a good like unicorns aren't as cool as everyone thinks they are. Yeah, they're fucking assholes. It turns out. Yay! Making quite sweet, sweet rave music comes from their horn. Yeah, and then you have the last four episodes that we have gotten mm-hmm. which is Dipper and Mabel versus the future and then oh, it comes no, a new um, show Weed Mageddon yeah. part one, part two, part three part four yeah. yeah it's almost it's almost an entire half of a season this big event yeah um, so Mabel and Dipper are trying to plan their 13th birthday party um, well, Ma- Ma- Mabel's playing out of the app. Dipper's pretty much just ditched to work with Stanford with his sci-fi stuff. Yeah. Mm. Um, and because Mabel thinks that like she's lost Dipper and he doesn't like want to be her twin anymore, that she makes a deal with, or she doesn't realise... But she gives gives Bill Cipher everything make, he needs. She makes a deal with uh, Blendon Blendon. Yeah, who's voiced by uh, Justin Rowland. Yeah, who you'll know from yeah, about two thirds of every Rick and Morty character. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't realize. But she ends up giving Bill what he needs in order to open 
a portal to his dimension. And so the world begins to end. Yeah. I like I like all of his monsters that he hangs out with. I like the one that's just like a big head and an arm off the top and he's like, Hey, hey what did you get, get in my mouth? mouth? He doesn't particularly want to eat things, he just wants stuff to live in his mouth. He's a, no, I think he's he a passive aggressive them. dick about it. How could he digest He's got no body parts, his mouth stops. He just spit it out. <laughs> it's called the horrifyingly sweaty one arm monstrosity. Oh, that's a good name. And he is currently a lot of um, controversy for the series yeah. because they've just put it on, I think it's Hulu in the States. Um, Disney said that they would pull every episode with him in it unless sort of they changed the voice because it was originally voiced by Louis C.K. and he's now he's one of those Hollywood not a very nice person yeah he's okay. one of those Hollywood sex fans oh um, so he's a, all of he's him someone in Hollywood at the moment fucking yeah. accusing everybody of um so Disney said either we pull everything or the character gets revoiced mm. so um Alex has actually stepped in and redubbed all syndication from basically mm. this point on. Because right. otherwise, yeah, you pull like we'd be getting one and it wouldn't make sense. Mm. Um, you also have Pyronica, Hectagon, Teeth. Teeth is good. He's just like chattery teeth with like chubby legs and arms. Um, there's Rumble McSkirmish. Um, and you also have Time Baby. Time Baby's a good guy. I love Time Baby. I'm just, I'm just throwing him out there. My favourite is the beast whose name must never be spoken. Because he, he looks like... He's like a gorilla but with a loaf of bread for a head and a nice party hat on top of it. Yeah. The loaf of bread's like his entire body though. Yeah, but he's got like gorilla arms and legs poking out. Yeah. And his face is just like the cut slice of bread. Pacifier's better. He's good. Didn't he, like, say he just, he's destroyed billions of lives on many moons? Yeah. Um, yep, genocide in another Disney children's cartoon. Yeah. And everyone, like, it should be noted that in this episode, um, we see Jason Ritter and Linda Cardinelli play their characters. Yeah. Because they're driving through, like, the weird bubbles. Mm-hmm. And they go from their hand-drawn animation to, I think it's anime. And there's and one where they just meet. body. Yep, assorted meat. And then... Then there's a live action one. Is it the live action one like that? Yeah. yeah. and then it's... They got, like, the people that actually voice the characters in to shoot that, like, one live jump through. It's good, mm-hmm. but it's not as good as the one in Chowder. Have you ever seen that one? Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> so, halfway through an episode where they... they fit, it's an episode about loaning money. No, it's because... Mm-hmm. Um, and they, and eventually they run completely out of money so bad that they also can't afford the production of the show. So it just cuts to them in the recording studio. Uh, but they're still like playing as their characters. Oh no! But in real life now, they're not in costume. They're just like in the clothes they came in with, and they're like, like oh, no. "Fuck, what are we gonna do?" And then they have to have a car wash. So it's just a montage of the little boy who plays Chowder, John DiMaggio, and Tara Strong washing cars in the cartoon network parking lot for money and then it's like hey we got just enough money to be animated again it just cuts back to the episode it's like a big five minute cut where it's so fucking unnecessary it's brilliant it's pretty good i like that one totally like that one because it's got tarps i like anything that's like well what the fuck was the point of that that's because the mother is sick yeah, no, you spend all that money. Yeah, because she's, like, normally a tight ass, mm. and she gets sick, so she has to hand over the cash box, and they like, spend all the money yeah. quick while she's sick. It'll be money. Um, and then you have Escape from Reality. That's a trippy episode. Which is where Dipper, Seuss, and Wendy have to go into Mabel's bubble. She has her own weird bubble. Yeah, they trap her because she's really strong. Um, and they have to convince her, like, this isn't the real world. We have to, like, go back out and save the world because crap is hitting fans. Mm. And there's monsters eating everyone. 
And it's not good. But she doesn't want to leave because it's like her reality is like nothing but 80s music and very colourful shit and the world's made out of like Jumpy Castle and stuff. Yeah. And Kitty Mama. Yeah, the judge is the cat. Judge Kitty Kitty Mama. Yeah, that's a good name. I, I, I also like um, Rad Dipper. I hate him. He's he, oh, he's just he's exactly um, Poochie from, oh, yeah. <laughs> from The Simpsons. Oh my god, he is. That's why I hate him. Yeah. Everything makes sense. Oh, but it is a good one because it has um, they work out that because they did the like unicorn hair thing on the shack, it's the one place that the weirdness can't get. And so you see, like, a bunch of the old characters from throughout, like, season one and two. Again, so you've got, like, Multi-Bear. Multi-Bear's You've got the gnomes. You've got some of the Manitors. Half-man, half-minotaur. Oh, yeah. Um, because they all start hiding out into the mystery shack. And that leads straight into the big finale. Yeah. Which is everyone trying to bring down Bill Cipher and his minions. Um, to like they turn the shack into a, a Megazord yeah basically pretty much I was going to say a Transformer but yeah Megazord is a lot closer to what it is Megazords are better than Transformers yeah isn't it because um, it has like a force field thing around it and yeah it's still it protected but at the same time Bill can't get out of Gravity Falls because there's a larger one and he's yeah. popped out sort of in between the two mm. yeah if you're unicorn here yeah I think it, they call it like the attraction of weird or something, because like it's meant. It's apparently Gravity Falls is like a hot spot for all the weird, so he's able to pop out there, but he can't get out of Gravity Falls. Mm. Um, and so they basically gotta like shut him down in there before he can get strong enough to get out. Um, and it takes like all of the different characters to come together and fight together in order to destroy him. Hmm. Do you want to talk about how they destroy him? I, I was, you want to talk about how they destroy him? I'm just going to leave you a should. little bit for the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to leave it. Yeah, yeah well, alright, okay. It's a big uh, cult circle of happiness is um, to the show, <laughs> I reckon. What? You know? Well, it's still, they still play it on Disney XD, so it's not hard they to They do still by. play it. Yeah. And the thing that I like about it a lot, Alex is very active on Twitter. And, like, he interacts with the fans and talks to them about stuff that's going on. Yeah, he's um, great. There was one time where he just tweeted, I'm going to get drunk and try and draw all of the Rugrats characters from memory. And then, like, a, three hours later, he posted a picture, like, a busted-ass... D, like the mother, and then there's another picture that's just an A4 sheet of paper with about 20 of the face of Nigel Thornbury just like smushed into one another. Wow. So I don't know what happened there. <laughs> that's one of my favourite posts from him. But like, someone messaged him on um, Twitter and they were like, oh there's pages falling out of my journal, and rather than being like, oh just, I can't do anything, take it back to where you got it from. He replies, if your, book ex- if your book explodes, starts whispering to you at night, or for some reason says the word kill, kill, kill over again, contact your reseller. And just retweeted, like, the book falling over. Because no. um, nothing can ever be simple in Gravity Falls. He comments a lot on, like, um, if you send him, like, fan art of the show, he'll, like, good work, you did it. Like... <laughs> Yeah. Like, he's really like cool about interacting with the fans, probably more so than I think a lot of Disney people would like. Well, a um, lot more than they do. Yeah. And, like, he posts really stupid photo hanger. He's a very elaborate dude. Like, the. Oh. He just posts it on Twitter. It's a picture of him wearing a maple sweater with a maple puppet. Because that's when they started doing like the Gravity Falls emoji stickers. And he's like, look what I can do. (laughs) But he just does weird stuff. And I think um, like throughout all of the series, um, it became a thing of using like ciphers and coded message. And like, because he said as a kid, he used to record 
ads and play them backwards to try and see if they were like tricking him into buying stuff. Right. It's, so it's very clear that a guy like that created this show. Because yeah. growing up, you hear nothing but rumours that Pokemon's subliminally trying to control kids, which is that one South Park episode yeah, I, to I, the T. So he would, re- he would record the, tr- the ads for Pokemon and play them backwards to just try to figure out how it's subliminally appealing to children. Did he, like, watch that episode of The Simpsons and then be like, Probably. Oh, Probably. oh, oh no, man. Well, I <laughs> would not be shocked at all. That's the thing. So throughout the um, episodes, there's three different lots of ciphers used. Yeah, because anytime you can listen to episodes backwards and then tell you secret messages. Any anytime the social media's kind of got even the slightest bit wise to what he was doing, he would immediately like change the setting, just just to keep it impossible to deal with. Oh wow. Um, and like in weird beginning, they changed the intro completely. So for all of the episodes up to that, if you listen to the very end part of the intro, it says three letters back, which is one of the ciphers he uses. Mm. Once you get to weird getting, you do it backwards, and it's um, I'm watching you nerds. Oh. Um, or at the end of episodes, like if you watch all the way to the end of the credits, there's usually like a bunch of, it just looks like, crazy lettering mm-hmm. um but once you decode it that was um it was a bunch of coordinates oh yeah the so final fan, frame of in the, the final ver- in the final frame of the final episode there was a bunch of coordinates people went to that mm. and it opened it was in it was like it led to a PR box in like russia what and inside that is another, another set, set of coordinates, coordinates that goes to japan and you just you following all these codes, and if you point if you pinpoint them all, it's almost a complete version on a map of Earth of the the Big Dipper constellation. Oh. So they went to where the final dot would have been, which is right where Gravity Falls would be in Oregon. Mm. And they went to pinpoint the spot, and out in the woods in the middle of the night. And it's literally like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, the, yeah. the first people to crack the code. It's, it, you can find cell phone footage on YouTube. They're just they're running out into the woods to find this thing and they're just stumbling through the woods and there's just a giant concrete statue of Cypher just in the woods now. Like he'd be as big as this like, armchair that Toby's sitting on. Like huh. it's huge. Um, and then buried and at the his base feet that... is a buried treasure. Oh, wow. Inside yeah. had the memory stick that contained the unaired pilot, like the unused version, mm. which had not been released by Disney with, up till that point. With terrifying, like, it's because gross. originally they tried really to ugly. animate it differently, and like, it's terrifying to look at now that they've actually done like the way that they animate the show. Yes, mm. Google that as well if you're interested, because it's fun, but it's just really upsetting. I would have skipped all, like, if I found out that you had to go to different places, I just like, well, I don't think it's probably going to end up being there at some point. Yeah. Well, they didn't, but that's the thing. No one knew what it was. Yeah. Like, and the community the, was it was a, like, because there's a lot of, like, throughout the things, there's some messages that are just like stupid, you know, my name is Bill. And then there's other stuff that would, like, leak stuff happening in future episodes. Mm. But that's the thing. If you give someone a set of coordinates, someone's going to be like, okay I'll go to the coordinates I'll find out what it is and it was a great way for because he knew that he was getting a lot of older fans yeah it was a great way to like spark communication in that yeah yeah because that someone from Russia had to go and find that coordinate and then get that and post it online and then everyone was like okay well where's the next one lead to and what's that message telling us and like it started like this huge mystery chase between the fans and like it didn't there was nothing harmful about it there was nothing horrible about it it was literally just everyone trying to find out this final mystery of where are they sending us yeah that's cool um which was cool and i also like the fact that um during production they wouldn't tell jason ritter about stuff that was coming up 
because they realized that he was a huge blood mouth. Uh, he was very open in the interview, so they just stopped telling him anything. <laughs> so he'd come and read his lines, and then the like thing would go out the next day. They were like, you're not allowed to know stuff. Oh. He ruined our surprises. <laughs> I always think that's pretty funny, because it's the same thing that happened with the guy that does Spider-Man at the moment. Oh, okay. No, like, we'll, we'll tell you when you need to. Yeah, they don't tell Tom Holland things anymore. Because <laughs> he'd come out with everything in interviews. But I think it's just because they're, like, so excited about what's coming up. They're like, yeah. But I need to. I just want to tell. I want to get it out. Uh, uh. It's a thing that's happening, but I'll. I'll, I'll yeah, okay, I'll tell you. It's <laughs> probably what the hell they go. So you probably guess Toby and I fully endorse. Yeah. Gravity Falls. We like it. Does Trey like it? That's okay. Yeah, the episodes we watched were alright. Like, you you, you kind of came in pretty blind to this, didn't you? Yeah, I didn't know anything about it at all. And we watched it all. Like, mainly the Apocalypse ones. We watched. We figured that was the way. most important, like, chunk. Yeah. yeah. That, they were pretty good. I, I don't know how Disney would have been like, yes. I'm surprised that they let but, that shit go. Yeah. Sometimes. But, like, yeah. Not a bad show. I'd, I'd watch it if it was on. Um, if you want to get a taste for it, they did shorts to go in between episodes during marathons in Canada and, and America. They're two separate batches. Um, and they're, on, they're pretty easily accessible on YouTube. And you get, like, maybe a five-minute taste. Yeah. And then Mabel has her own ones, and Dipper has his. Seuss has some. Oh, yeah, Seuss has the handyman fix it ones. And there's also They're one funny. that's like a shitty local television commercial for the Mystery Shack, and Stan has like the shitty green screen pixels around him on the thing. It's like really poorly done. It's very good. Oh, I know. Because that's like, um, during the second season, I think it was. We didn't show you guys the episode, but there's one where they go, in the episode, they drive all the tourist traps that are on the Oregon Trail to work out, like, is the Mystery Shack doing good or not? Um, that, and that's the reason a good, that they easy to jump into episode that doesn't have any sort of ties to any other stuff. The reason that they put that in there was the animators actually took the trip. Because they wanted to see how accurate their, like, mystery shack was to what touristy traps were out there. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they, they'd finished up season one and hadn't aired any of it yet. It wasn't ready. So they were like, well, while we wait, let's go see if the mystery shack is any good. Like, if we've done a decent job or not. Mm. Um, yeah, they ended up doing an episode about it in season two. Which is yeah. good. It's just Stan being territorial. And going and like vandalizing all the other attractions. And then it turns out there's a creepy spider lady. Yeah. That's that episode. It's good. But we we'd say you should go and watch Alex's life. Yeah. Yeah. Animated and put a little mustard on it. Ghost mustard. Little supernatural mustard. Yeah. I wonder what supernatural mustard tastes like. Oh, it tastes like... Wait, it tastes like mayonnaise, but... What are you fucking stupid? Of course yeah. it tastes like mayonnaise. Yes, I am stupid. No. Well, speaking of stupid, what was... What? You want, you want to go to the homework question? Yeah. Did, did, I, did you guys have a favourite moment in the show before we go on? It was just all over the place and nuts, and I like that sort of stuff. So. Yeah, once they get to Weaver again, it is so chaotic and wonderful. Yeah. They've even... They'd even put... Like, they go back three code over the original theme. Mm-hmm. So, in those intro titles, which are already bonkers, the music sounds like shit because they've moved the keyboard up, like, back three, so it's all out of tune with itself. Oh, <laughs> like, no. everything about it's chaotic. Oh, no. One of my favourite moments is where the water tower just, like, immediately grows teeth and just scurries off into the woods. Yeah! <laughs> it's got yeah, big floppy good. legs. And then when it all becomes okay, it, like, is running, it's like, and then it just stops. Straight back to normal. Probably not where it was supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, the muffin. It's it's, it's got an explosion graffiti on the side of it, and everyone thinks it's a muffin. Well, it's a really bad explosion. That's that's 
partners in inconvenience. Yeah. Swipe right up. Or from off me. Um, we, we have done a similar thing to this, but it will never be aired. Maybe. Ever. <laughs> Kai's going to delete it at it, some point. Don't is delete it. it. Don't is ever delete the, it. Is this the Men in, in Black one? Yeah. Oh heck yeah, we got it. So we're secret episode, everybody. You got That's our unaired pilot buried in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, it. I'll do it when we get the same amount of popularity as Gravity Falls. Sweet. To do that, you, yeah. When someone we'll just like, go buried in front of the hillside. Right. Put it yeah. this way: when we can convince a bunch of people to buy a book that's three hundred dollars, I will release yeah. it. You guys are a bunch of fuckheads if you bought this for three hundred dollars. I didn't want the paperback one. I wanted the regular. No, I think it's two fifty. Yeah. I think it was three hundred. Because we got that Canadian ink exchange. Um, someone goes and tries to dig up the Gravity Falls pilot, and it's just four cunts talking about shit. <laughs> it's just a Men in Black episode on on one of those original iPod shuffles that looks like a pregnancy test. We should contact Alex and get him into that idea. No. I reckon it would be awesome. <laughs> somebody, um, somebody get on. We that. we like a mystery in this house. Yeah. Yes. You guys like mystery? Mystery is good. We watch Buzzfeed. Mystery. Buzzfeed unsolved is good. We like. So. Uh, what mystery creature or phenomenon or thing would you like to see in the animated dimension? Oh, they could do that mystery we had the other day where we left two tickets to the pitbull concert on our dashboard and someone broke the window of the car and left two more. Hashtag <laughs> no one wants to see the pitbull. I feel like the one episode of Gravity Falls that was missing was like a like a train murder mystery. Cause that, okay, well, that was right up the alley of that show. It just never sort of happened. And now that it's Christmas, I realise there's no Christmas episode either. They did do a summer. That's because it takes place over yeah, it's during summer. The, yeah. But they they tried to get like a Halloween out of it. Mm. In Gravity Falls, they like Halloween so much they made a summerween. So there's so one in the middle as well. And they yeah. carve watermelons instead of pumpkins. Yeah. That's a good episode. And it turns out that there's like a gremlin that wants all the candy from summerween. Yeah, and he's like made out of He's like the ghost of all the candy that sucks and no one eats at the end of Halloween. And it's like this great, like, lumpy, horrible monster with a creepy little smiley face sticker on it for a face. I do like shows that, like, this one is obviously set over a summer and they still find a way to do, like, a holiday episode. Like, Camp Camp does it as well. They did a Christmas episode, even though it's at a summer camp. But they explain why they're able to do it. Like, the entire last five minutes of it is like a PSA mm. of why they can do a Christmas episode during summer. Yeah, it just and becomes just, an episode really about trying like to justify a Christmas episode. I really <laughs> like cartoons that are like, I'm really going to do an episode that doesn't make sense in our story. How do we make it fit? Yeah. I'm surprised they get so uptight about it when you've got like every Halloween special is completely left to its own devices, which is a Simpsons run off. Yeah. Because of their Treehouse of Horror, but then Sim- then Futurama was doing their Christmas episodes completely non canonically as well. There's a couple of um, like that Treehouse of Horror thing in this too, though, because there's the one you were talking about, and there's also the Bottomless Pit mm. where they fall into the pit and they just tell. Like random stories while they're waiting. Yeah, I like Grunkle's Dan wins the Super Bowl and he's got a robot friend. Yeah. And he's <laughs> got no story. Try, do you have a favourite mystery you want someone yeah, to animate? Pitbull. Okay. Uh, do you want like a Bigfoot episode? Uh, um, I want like a superior Spring people Jack. Uh, lizard oh. people episode that'd oh, be cool lizard people lizard people reptilian elite baby yeah that one <laughs> Toby do you want do you want to see a mystery I, I, I like any mystery a and mystery frame all my mysteries are the ones where it it more fascinates me that someone's mental state can let them believe this sort of shit 
Yeah, those ones yeah. are fun. Those are my favourite. So literally any that have treated very tinfoil hatty, chaotic. I'll take anything in that style. Actually, I think one of the things I really like about Gravity Falls is they didn't go into aliens. Hmm. Like they're, they're, except yeah, for the snatch the entire ship. Yeah, but they but never not... show an alien because they're all dead. Probably he said. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't get into like nothing happens because of an alien or anything. Yeah, it's because they have glue. A lot of the stuff that the Gravity Falls shows is fairly small potatoes. Yeah. Like they don't do an entire government cover up, but they do have like. A, Actually, yes, a, they do. Well, then instead they do like the there president. was. That's what I'm saying. They had like a president that they brought into office that was too deranged, so they like hid him. But they don't like say like every government thing is yeah messed up and it's all lizards. And it's like oh one was bonkers, so we like don't talk about it anymore. Pushed him under the rug. Yeah. He is pretty bonkers though. Oh. He drove a horse off a cliff. Good. Why? Because bus horse. Alright, well, this has been School for Wayward Nerds Does Gravity Falls. Good work, Kai. You hosted. Yeah, you know me. Yeah. You say it's your turn, even though you hate this job. <laughs> and I cried, and then I did it, because I'm a real man. Yeah. I'm a man, I'm a man, I'm a man, And like and subscribe on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes. Write and review. Please. Yeah, it helps please. us out a lot. Message. Helps you out. Does it though? Yeah, it does. Uh, it like would normal. if you do it. Okay. To do it. I, I, I've told you this before. When you type in the school for blank, it's it's uh this one school for dumb women. Well, which, which I don't know enough about. Then Stop encouraging. Like, then there's like three church ones, and we're like way at the bottom. Oh. So yeah, right and because the church is above us. us. Shout out to Jesus. He's got more reviews than us. Oh Jess. Jesus thumbs everybody. Oh. We're, we're coming up on 12 months of podcast. Yeah. yeah. We're like four yeah. episodes off at this stage. And what a fantastic time we've had. <laughs> What's been your favourite moment of the podcast, track? No, wait, we'll do it for homework in four weeks. Ugh. Yeah, alright. We'll, we'll save it because we're not creative enough to think of them all later. Okay, I'll write it down. I'll send it to the group. We'll have fun. Right. Treyway, flop around everywhere. Oh my god. The end. Bill's not dead. Class dismissed. Shut up. The end.